So today we'll talk about breaking free from debt. Breaking free from debt. This is my information, Abraham Manasseh. And my website is www.drmanasseh.com and the email address is abraham at drmanasseh.com. The phone number is plus one. 7146123102 we will talk about debt we talk about debt the chain of debt now, i know it sounds so extreme you you thought you were just enjoying debt and today i'm saying debt it's it's a chain it's a chain it's open that you are <laughs> Chain, it's I mean debt is a chain. So when you are when you are in debt, you are in chain. You are in chain. Today we'll talk about breaking free from debt. How to become debt free. When when you are in debt, you are in chain. You are hooked. You uh, you can't break free. You are not free. Even when we sing, I am free, I am free to be the servant of the... Who like those, that song? We used to sing it, you know, I am free, I am free, I am free to be the servant of the Lord. But then you have debt on your back. And that says you are not free. You, you, you are not free, you are not free, you are not free until you are debt free. Now let's go back to Proverbs chapter 22, verse 7. It says, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. The borrower is slave to the lender. I thought slavery has been disbanded. I thought slavery is no longer allowed. I thought we don't have slavery in Kenya. I thought we don't have slavery in South Africa. I thought we don't have slavery in USA, but the Bible, the big book, the word of God, it says, if you borrow money, you become a slave to that person. If you go to APSA and make a loan, you become a slave to APSA. If you go to NetBank and make a loan, you become a slave to NetBank. If you, you go to Edgar's and make a loan and buy clothes on credit, you become a slave. It's, it's not your definition. It's the Bible's definition that a slave is someone who borrows money. You become a slave to the one who lended you the money. But the person who lent you the money, he becomes your boss. And, and, and somebody said, you know, when you are a slave, you, you are forced to work for that person. Every time at the end of the month, you can't even tell where your money is going to because you are a slave to someone. You have been working so hard the whole month. At the end of the month, all that money, it goes to someone. Two, three days after you receive your, your salary, you are back to zero again because you are a slave to someone. And I want to, I want, I want to challenge you to say, I want to get out of this slavery. I'm a preacher, but I'm a slave. I'm a teacher, but I'm a slave. I'm a nurse, but I'm a slave. I'm an administrator, but I'm a slave. I'm a policeman, I'm a policewoman, but I'm a slave. And I want to get out of slavery. I'm a chorus leader, but I'm a slave. I'm an usher, but I'm a slave. 
And I want to get out of this slavery. And the reason why I speak like this with a passion, it's because I wanted to understand that that it's not a math number. It's not, it's not a math problem. It's a behavior problem. You, you cannot change your financial situation by trying to calculate maths and numbers and interest rates. No, that's not how we get out of debt. You get out of debt by changing your behavior. Changing your behavior. I want to talk about financial discipline. About financial discipline. Discipline is the best solution to financial challenges or towards your financial freedom. You have to be disciplined. There is no technique. There is no, no there is nothing, no matter how simple or complicated the, 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 the technique could be. Nothing will make your spending plan work. You just have to change your behavior. I can give you all the spreadsheets and all the numbers. That means nothing. It will not work until you make a decision that I'm, you know, you know how somebody gets out of debt? It's when they have come up here, when they say, I'm, I'm drowning. It's enough. I'm done with this. If you have not reached that point yet, you will still continue to make more debts until you reach a point where you say, I'm, I'm done. I'm fed up with this. I can't take this anymore. Until you become angry at yourself. That's, how, that's the best way of putting it. If you're not angry at yourself because of debt, you will never get out of debt because debt it's more of an emotional issue. It's more of a behavior issue. You have to reach a point where you are angry at yourself for debt. That is the point when you will start to get out of debt. And that is why some of you, I'll give you some things, some practical things to do. Some of you will do it. Some of you will come up with a long list of excuses as to why you do not want to do it. I don't know why you are avoiding but I'm trying to help you get out of debt. I'm giving some tools that will help you out of debt. It's up to you to do it or not to do it. You are not doing it for me. You are doing it for yourself. You are doing it for your family. You are doing it for your children. You are doing it for your wife. In order to make your spending plan work, you have to discipline yourself. The word D, discipline, it's very, very important. You must discipline yourself when it comes to spending your money. You have to spend your money based on your salary. And I'll show you when we draw the budget. You have to discipline yourself. Spend only what you can, what you have. Don't spend anything that you do not have. I always say this, that is not an intellect problem. You are very smart people. You have degrees, most of you. You have diplomas, you have certificates. Some of you are still writing. Even this October, November, you are writing exams. You are very smart people. But you still have debts. Some of you are managers. Some of you are directors. I mean, you have reached uh, maybe the highest point in your, uh, in your organization. But you still have debt. You struggle with debt. So debt is not an intellect problem. It is not a mess problem. And you know, you know, somebody sat down and they said, calculate, okay, you have to pay the one with the highest interest first. Then you know all those maths. Why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? It's because it's a behavior problem. You can't reason yourself out of debt. It's not a reasoning problem. It's a behavior problem. And I'll quickly go through some few steps that I want us to look at in the next few minutes or so. 
if you can get out of debt, you'll have a lot of money. I repeat this. The reason why you don't have money is because you are in debt. Just imagine if you don't have any payments to make, how much money will you have? How much money will you be accumulating if you don't have to pay for the house? You don't have to pay for the cars or the car. You don't have to pay for the refrigerator. You don't have to pay for the furniture. All those things that you are owing. You don't have to pay so and so or somebody that you are owing. You don't have to pay them at the end of the month. All that money is yours. Just imagine how rich you will be. And every month you are accumulating that money. I mean, in the next three, four months, you will be rich in your village in your township, in your town. Which means debt is the one that is pulling you behind. And you can only learn from the people who are winning with money. You have to imitate people who are winning with money. I always say this to you, to people, that you know, you, you have to be around people who will help you become who you want to be. If you stay around, say, three millionaires, Possibly you'll be the fourth one. If you stay around three broke people, possibly, possibly you'll be the fourth one. Take care of the company that you keep. Take care of the people that you listen to. There are people who will tell you, uh, you know, you can't live without debt. Avoid those people. Once you hear that, run away from that person. Most of them, they end up broke. Most of them, they end up in debt. When you, when you are with three millionaires, guess what? They talk about business. They talk about saving money. They talk about investments. They talk about growing your business. And you end up, the Bible says, the Bible says, faith comes by hearing. And my question to you is, what are you hearing every day? Who do you listen to every day? If you stay with broke people, every day you listen stories of how they got broke. Every day you listen to stories of how you can't live without debt. Every day you, you listen to stories like, how can you, you increase your limit? Just like my sister was talking about. That's all that you hear. And you start to believe that. I can get out of this debt if I can increase my limit at Edgar's. If I can borrow more money from the bank. If I can borrow more money from so and so. And you believe that. Faith comes by hearing. I want to say change your association. Start to listen to the people who will help you grow your finances. There are about seven steps that I will quickly go through. And at some point, I will go through uh, some of them uh, uh, before the end of this class. And next week, we'll talk about credit cards. Next week, we'll just focus on credit cards. Then the other week, Pastor Aubrey will talk about investments and other stuff. Actually, the last step that I will show you. Step number one, you have to stop using your credit cards. Stop the bleeding. You know, if you're in healthcare, or those that are nurses, when somebody is bleeding, before they do anything, the first thing is stop the bleeding. Then you start to treat the person. Most of us, we are still bleeding even today and we continue to bleed, but you say you want to get out of debt. You have to stop digging the hole. Stop digging the hole. That's the first step. Tell yourself from now onwards, I'm not going to borrow any money from anybody. That's where you start. Like I'm saying, you will never do that until you get angry at yourself. You have to be angry at yourself for borrowing money. Number two, start an emergency fund. And this is very important. Start an emergency fund. An emergency fund, it's money that you set aside for the rainy day. 
is the money that you set aside in case of emergency. Because most of us, we carry credit cards and we say, in case of emergency. Unfortunately, we don't use that in case of emergency. We use it when we see the big word, sale in town or in the, in the mall. That's not an emergency, it's sale. You have to separate, there's a difference between sale and emergency. The credit card, I'll use it in case of an emergency. Well, with this plan, you don't even need the credit card for in case of emergency. Your emergency fund will depend on how much you think you will need in case of emergency. Some of you may need 10,000 for emergencies. Some of you may need 5,000 for emergency. I don't know, it all depends on you. Some of you may need 50,000 for emergency. But an emergency fund, it's money that you will use in case of emergency. It's money that you will use in case of emergency which means for all the small things, for all the small things, in case of emergency, you will use your emergency fund. For all the big things that cannot be covered by your emergency fund, you will use your insurance. Allow, so your insurance will pay for bigger things. Your emergency fund pays for small things. In between, there's no room for debt. There's no room for credit card. How do you start an emergency fund? Well, you can quickly you know, raise your emergency fund in the next month or two. Sell some stuff that you don't need. Yes, I said that. Sell the stuff that you don't need. Some of you are bleeding. You are, you are, I mean, you are paying for stuff that you know you don't really need this. I can do without it. Some of this stuff, they are too heavy for you. Maybe the car that you are driving, you know that you, it, it's too heavy for you. Maybe you're spending a lot of money on that car. And you keep it just for what? For pride? For the name? You can sell it and take that money and start an emergency fund. Or you can sell clothes. Or you can sell, you know, I gave you an idea. I said, this Christmas season, people buy anything, by the way. People buy, somebody was saying, it is hot, it is hot, it is hot. Put some, some ice in your refrigerator and sell some uh, ice cream or ice block, something, just sell something, sell something. Come up with some ideas, small business, open a tech shop, open a spa, whatever you can open, anything that you can sell, sell something during this Christmas season to raise your emergency fund. You save that money. You don't sell that so, so you can buy another iPhone. No, no. You save because you, you sell because you want to raise the emergency fund. Whatever you sell, it's for the purpose of the emergency fund. Increase your salary. You can increase your salary by applying for a higher position. That's the only way you can increase your salary. If you wait for the annual increase where you have to strike, you have to boycott and all, that will take another five years to increase your salary. Apply for another, another position, a higher position in your organization or even outside the organization. In your school, apply for an HOD position, school principal position. I challenge you. I challenge you. That's how you increase your salary. Then you'll be able to save uh, enough money or have multiple sources of income. Some of you, you are so gifted. You are so talented. You can use your talent outside your job. You can use whatever you know at your job. You can use it outside, make money, be a consultant. You know, let people get your knowledge and pay for, for that knowledge. Let them pay for that knowledge. That's how you increase 
your salary and you quickly you quickly get uh, your emergency fund uh, funded multiple sources of income you know do something extra outside your job that can bring in money you have to use your 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 thinking your critical thinking what can i do outside my job to to get more income you have more sources of income don't depend on your salary your salary is not enough your salary is not enough number 3 then you start focusing on paying off all your debts. Now, what we mean here, and I'll show you in a, in a minute, the money that you, you get every month, you have to start focusing on paying off all your debts. What you do is you start focusing on this, the smallest debt first. You have to list all the debts that you have, everybody that you owe. You write a list. And after writing that list, then you start with the lowest one first. Put some more money on that and you pay it off in one month. Pay it off in one month. Some of you, it's only 100 rand. Some of you, it's about 300 rand. Pay it off in one month. The money that you're using to pay that, add it to the next bill or to the next debt. Then you increase your monthly payment on that. When you finish paying off your second debt, all the money that you're using to pay the first debt and the second debt, use that money to increase your installment on the third debt. For, forget about the... And somebody will tell you, oh, look at the one that is the highest interest. No, no, no. If, if you are smart enough, you will not be where you are today. It's not about interest rate. It's about behavior. You are changing your behavior here. When you pay off the first debt, you will feel so excited and motivated and encouraged to do the next one. And that's how you do it. And we call it snowballing. We call it snowballing. You focus on paying off all your debts. Focus on paying off all your debts except the house. Now, step number four. Step number four, we complete your emergency funding. What do I mean by completing your emergency funding? You go back to funding your emergency fund. Your emergency fund should at least be three to six months of your monthly expenses. If every month you spend 10000 or 15000 that's why you have to keep recording how much you spend a month. All those expenses, you must save enough fund, and this is big, you must save enough fund to extend that for the next three months or the next six months, even if you don't earn a salary, you can still live normally. That's step number four. When you increase your emergency funding to about six months, which means even if you lose a job, for the next six months, you can, you can live without bothering anybody. Without anybody trying to, you know, you try to fish for sympathy. You know that we lost our, I lost my job last month. So we don't have any man can you help us. No, no. For the next six months, you can still live without a job. Because you have saved enough emergency fund. And the reason why you are doing that is because when you have saved enough in your emergency fund, in case of emergency, you don't have to bother anybody. Whether you lost your job or you lost money, whatever happened, you still have enough in your emergency fund. You can still pay, uh, pay for your car. You can still pay for your children's school. You can still pay for your rent. You can still pay for your mortgage without bothering anybody for the next six months, even without a job. You can do that, but you just have to take the right steps. And step number five, you start saving for retirement. 15% of your salary, you redirect it to your retirement. Now you have a full emergency fund saved. Now you have to start saving for your retirement. You save as much as you can 
towards your retirement so that when you retire, you have enough money during your retirement. And the last one, you pay off your house. You have enough emergency funds. You have saved for your retirement. Now you can put all that monthly income into your house. Within the next three, four months, or no, three, four years or five years, you'll be done with paying off your house, paying off your mortgage. There are people who have paid off their mortgage, you know, as young as 30, as young as 35, as young as 40. So you don't have to grow old with a mortgage. You can pay off your mortgage. And you have a house that you can point at and say, that house, it's mine. It does not belong to the bank. Step number seven. Then we go back to our objectives. Remember, we, that's where we started? Then you start to, uh, here, this way you start to, to build wealth. And that's a, the class that we'll talk about next week. Next week, we'll talk, we'll talk about how do we build wealth. And you start to give money away. You start to donate. You know, you start to give to those. Last week you mentioned some of the places that you wanted to, some of you said you want to fund pastors to go to uh, to learn more, to grow in their, in their, in their, in their spiritual uh, uh, journey. You send them to, uh, to conferences. Some of you said you want to fund uh, students. You want to make sure that all the students that you know, you know, you can, you can fund. But you can't fund them while you still have debts, right? You can't fund them while you don't have emergency fund. That's why you have to take the first six steps or the first five steps first. Once you are done, then you can you can start you can you can be able to do whatever you want to do with your money. You can start to donate. You can start to give it away. Donate to your church. Build build churches. Build ministries. Build organizations. When you are at step number seven, so those are the main steps that you you will need towards your financial freedom, towards your financial freedom. You have to break free from these credit cards, guys. Having a credit card or a, a credit limit, it's not something to be proud of. It's something to be ashamed of. We don't need this. Once you have your emergency fund and you have your insurance, you don't need a credit card in between. Then you start, you start paying off all your debts. Step number one, please, please stop digging the hole. Stop borrowing money. Stop using money that you don't have. Stop creating debts. You have to cut off all those credit cards and say, I'm done with credit. I don't need it anymore. I don't need it anymore. I can do better without it. Let's go back to uh, our thoughts. I talked about this last week. Most people don't have income problem, but have a spending problem. And like I said, spending problem is more of a behavior. And you need a vision. You need to have some objectives. You need to have a direction. The Bible says without a vision, people will perish. People will perish. And sometimes people have knowledge, but they don't apply it. They don't apply it. If I, if I can give you an opportunity, all of you, and say, can we advise someone on how to get out of debt? All of you have your own theories. There is something that you know, but you don't apply it. So it's a lack of application of knowledge. So if you can learn all that you can tonight, and even next week, and even with Pastor Aubrey in the next two weeks, 
But the question is, are you going to apply that knowledge or will just stay as head knowledge? We have to start applying what we learn. We don't have to be in debt. It's a lie from the devil. They'll tell you, oh, you can't live without a debt. That's a lie. I don't care who's saying that. You can live without a debt. It's possible. You can live with all your cars paid off. You can live with your house paid off. You can live with your Edgar's account paid off. And just imagine all the money that you receive every month, it's 100% yours. You're you no longer a slave to anybody. You don't have to wait for to work for another one, for another person, for another store. Don't buy out of status. Don't buy trying to fit in or for popularity or you buy a name. You buy a name, Gucci, Calvin Klein, whatever name that you can think of. All those are people's names. And you get into debt because you want to buy somebody's name? Oh, no, no, no. You have to change that mentality. You have to change that way of thinking. You're buying out of status. You get into debt because of status. What will so-and-so think? You know, people don't think about you as much as you think. <laughs> they have their own indoors. They have their own issues that they are thinking about. They are thinking about you. There are about 8 billion people in this world. And you think everybody's thinking about you? Who told you that? Who lied to you? Nobody's thinking about you. You, you, just, you just have to you have your own self-esteem and say, I can do without this. I don't care who will say what. I don't care who will say what. They also have their own issues that they are working on. They have their own emotional issues. They have their own issues with their children. They have their own issues with their husbands, with their wives, and, and their, with their jobs, and their bosses, and their principals. They have their own issues that they are working on right now. They're not thinking about you. Now you get into debt because you try to impress people who don't even like you. You try to impress people who will not even help you pay for that monthly installment. They're not going to help. Those people that you are trying to impress, they're not going to help you pay for, for the installment for the next six months. They're not going to help you. They will not even be there. So don't buy something because you want to impress people. You will never, who told you in the first place that they will get impressed? Who told you? Do you know their mindsets? Don't try to impress people. Don't. Don't. You know, you buy expensive clothing, you buy expensive shoes, you buy expensive suits because you want to try to impress people. I learned something from my, uh, from my bishop, Bishop Tony. And I, I, I've practiced it. I don't, I, don't, I don't allow clothes to be a symbol of status to me. There are more serious things that I focus on. There are more serious things that I can invest on. I can invest in. I can put more money in it than things that I know they will last for a very short time. I don't know how many of you have seen me put on a suit. That time I had Pastor Mbungana commented about it. That I said, you see, you see Manasseh on a suit, it must be a very serious event. <laughs> it must be a very serious event. I know some people, they, they, have, they have 10 suits, 15 suits. Bless them. Bless them. They have money to buy suits. I don't have money to buy suits. I only have two suits. I only have two suits. Because to me, it's not... I don't need it. 
I don't need it. And some of you have seen repeating suits. I have no problem with that. In actual fact, you know, like I said, I have more houses than suits. And I wonder how many Africans can say that. Because to me, that's an, a house is an investment. And I focus on investing in property than investing in suits. I have five, six houses, more houses than suits. I only have two suits. Some Africans, they have more suits than houses. Don't buy out of status. Focus on investing in things that will help your money grow. When I have a rental house somewhere, when I'm asleep, my property is growing, my finances are growing. I don't have to work hard make money out of that house, make money out of that property. We just have to get our mindset right, guys. Focus and invest in things that will help you. Things that will help your money grow. We have to invest on the right things. Don't buy out of status. Don't buy because you want to impress somebody. And I, last week I said, I said a statement which I want to repeat today. Most of you, you have enough clothes at your age. You are old enough. You have enough clothes. You can live for the next six months without buying an extra shirt, without buying an extra uh, trouser, without buying an extra dress. You have enough enough clothes in your uh, in your closet. You have enough clothes in your wardrobe. Why do you want to buy more just because it's on sale? You rather use that money that's on sale to pay your debt off. Get out of debt and become financially free. When you go to church on Sunday and you start to sing, I am free, I am free, you know that you are free. You know that you are saying, yes, you are free to be a servant of the Lord. We have to start counting what do we have. You can't manage what you can't count. This is a very powerful statement. If you want to live differently from other people, you have to do things differently from other people. If you keep on doing what other people are doing, you will live like other people. And when somebody says you can't live without debt, and it that makes sense, yes, you live like him and you can't live without debt. You have to start behaving differently. You have to manage your, your finances in a responsible way. Live differently. Do things differently. Then your life will be different from other people. I have to make a decision that I don't want to live like any other person financially. Then I have to make some decisions. I have to do my things differently. I have to manage my finances differently. Financial administration is the key to your freedom. You have to administer your, your finance. You have to record how you, are, how you are spending your money every day. You have to do that every day. I know it will take time. It will take time, but it's worth it. It's worth it. It will take time even to get out of debt. It's not, it's not, you, you don't do that in one, one month. Some of you will take eight months to get out of debt. Some of you, it will, it will take the next two years of discipline to get out of debt. Some of you will take even up to five years to get out of, get out of debt. The good thing is at, at some point you'll get out of debt. But you have to administer, you have to do it right. You have to do it right. I'm not talking about this one. Oh, you touch here, you touch your TV, then you'll get out of debt. I'll pray for you. There's no amount of prayer that will get you out of debt. You just have to behave differently. You just have to pay off your debt. I believe in prayer. 
I pray every day. But I know that prayer does not substitute paying off my debts. You can, they can lay hands on you. They can sweat on you. They put all the oils and all the water and everything on you. When you wake up, you fall and everything, you'll still be in debt. You just have to pay off your debt, guys. You just have to pay off your debt. And like I'm saying, it's a behavior issue. You just have to think differently about finances. Think differently about your finances. You did not get in this financial position overnight. That will not disappear overnight. No matter how much we pray for you, you'll not wake up in the morning and say, I'm debt free. No, it's work. Some of you, it took you years the way you are today. Some of you took you the past, the, the past 10 years of accumulating debt. So there's no magic that will get you out of debt overnight. You just have to be patient. And some of us, we don't have what to call delayed gratification. You have to wait. Some of us can't, can't even spell wait. W-A-I-T, wait. Wait. If you can put that you know, somewhere on your, on your phone, in your mind, always wait. Be patient. You don't have to, you have to, you don't have to buy it now. You know, if you want to buy something which is a big item, I always tell people, be sober first. How do you become sober? If you see it in town or you see it in the mall, don't jump into it. Wait for 24 hours. Go back home. And I'm telling you, after two, three hours, all that excitement will be gone. Because now you started thinking, oh, do I really need that? You don't have to buy it now. Wait. Wait. Nobody gets out of debt without a plan. There's a plan that I will show you that will help you to get out of debt. And out of debt. And if you are deep in debt, you must follow a repayment plan. You must have a plan. If you plan, if your plan worked, you know, some of you, oh, I have a plan. I have... Well, if your plan has worked, why are you still in debt today? It means all that you have been doing all these years, it has not been working then you have to do something different. You cannot move on without a plan, without a roadmap. You have to set up a system of positive reinforcement. And that's exactly what the dead snowball method does. You know, positive reinforcement, it's like after you finish the first debt, even if it's a small debt, even if it's just 50 rand, guys, even if it's 100 rand, you celebrate that. You get excited about it. It motivates you to go to the next one, to move to the next one. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of discipline. It will not happen overnight. Snowballing. Number one, stop using your credit card. Stop bleeding. Number two, save some emergency fund. Emergency fund plus insurance, it means there's no credit, no debt. You don't have to use your credit card anymore. You use your credit card because you don't have money. But if you have saved enough money in your emergency fund and you have insurance to take care of the bigger things, then there's no need to continue using your credit card. So what you need to do is to order all your debts from the lowest balance to the highest balance. I'm not talking about interest rates. I know some people will tell you, oh, focus on your interest rates. That will discourage you. That will discourage you. That will discourage you. Like I said, money issues are more emotional and a behavior issue. It's not a math issue. If you use math to that extent, you will not be in this situation. 
So it's not a math issue. It's an emotional issue. It's a behavior issue. We are dealing with your behavior here. We are not de dealing with your maths. We are not dealing with your maths. We are dealing with your behavior. Order your debt from the lowest balance to the highest balance. So what you will do, you will pay them, you know, you, you will designate a certain amount of money to pay towards the debt each month. And you start with the lowest one first. Pay the minimum payment on all the other debts. Did you get that? Pay. Don't pay much, pay minimum to each one of them, except the lowest one. All that money that you are paying extra, you pay that to your, to your lowest debt. You pay that to your lowest debt. Throw every other penny, every other cent, every other rent, every other quacha, every everything at the debt with the lowest balance. All the extra money that you get, all the bonus that you get, whatever extra that you get, all the extra commission that you get, push that money to paying off your debt. Once you get out of debt, in the next year or so, you'll enjoy that money 100% without focusing on paying off your debt. You have enough money to pay off your debt. It's a matter of coming up with a strategy that will help you to go through that. When that debt is gone, do not alter the monthly amount that was used to pay off the debt. Throw all your money, all that you can, to the next lowest balance, and you pay it off. And at the end, when Jesus says, so if the sun sets you free, this includes debt, by the way. When the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. You'll be able to shout and scream, I am dead free. One day you'll shout and scream, I'm dead free. I'm free indeed. I'm free indeed. You, you break free from debt. Here are the steps again. Stop using your credit card right now, today, tonight. Stop borrowing money. Stop bleeding. Stop digging the hole. Number two, start an emergency fund as early as yesterday. Start an emergency fund as early as now. Focus on paying off all your debts. Start with the smallest one first. Number four, complete your emergency fund. Fund your emergency fund to about six months in advance, such that you have enough money in your bank, such that for the next six months, even if you don't work, you don't go to work, you have enough money to survive without bothering anybody, without borrowing money, without giving excuses. You can still live normally. Number five, save 15% of your salary. 15% of your salary goes to retirement. When 10% of your money goes to the church, 15% goes to your retirement every month. Number six, pay off your home. Pay off your house, your mortgage. Then you become debt-free. Then you focus on building your wealth. You become, you start saving your money. You, you, you focus on investments. You can't invest while you are still in chain of bondage. While you are still in debt. Focus on paying off your, once you pay off your debts, guys, it becomes easy to invest. It becomes easy to invest. It becomes easy to donate. And I'm going to give you an assignment that you're going to focus on um, before we, we leave tonight. So let's quickly go through some few practicum here. And you're going to do this when you get 
home. Uh, number one, most of you have done this already, the dream list. What do you want to do once you have, let's say if money was not a problem, what do you do with your number seven? You your, your remember the step seven? Step number seven, this one. That's what, that's what they're talking about. Where you, when you have built your wealth and you start to donate, how will you donate your money? So some of you want to give more to the church, but you can't do that while you are still owing. Help and support orphans. Donate to the church building project. You can't do that. You, you, you can't do that even if the, how do I say this? Even if the preacher can preach and sweat and he comes with five towels and, and all this guy, they can do everything. They preach, they come with new revelations and they're giving revelations and offering scriptures. They can read all the offering scriptures in the Bible. When people have no money, they have no money. They have nothing to give because people are paying off their debts. People have a lot of debts. If I were a pastor, pastoring your church, you know why I will start? I will start by teaching you on how to get out of debt. Once you are out of debt, now you can be able to give. You can be able to give. This one, the next one, that's what you are doing right now, where you are writing the item. I think the last one should be the category. I forgot to put it here. You should have some category of whether uh, whether this is a need or a want or it's critical. So we have the tithe, we have the bread, we have the dress. You know, this is the day that you, you paid your tithe on the 18th. You paid 1,300 because the salary was 13,000. Uh, the date on the 18th, you bought bread. It was 12 francs. So the speaker says we have to change this to, uh, to 17, right? I always thought it's 12. So it's 17 rand bread. The dress on the 20th of November, today is the 24th. So you are somewhere here. Today you bought a time. For 250, bought cold drink for 20 rand and he bought some eggs for 120. So go ahead and continue with this uh, spending record. I'm telling you at the end of the month, it will show you how you are spending your money. This is what you need to do. And I'm going to send you this. Go home. Actually, you're home now. The next step is write all the debt, everybody that you owe, list them. The first one, we have Spaza in your neighborhood. You are owing them 100 rand. FNB, you own them 200 rand. Uh, then Dovu family, you owe them 800 rand. The church pledge, remember you, you, you pledged at the church and you pledged for 2,000 for an event that is still coming and you pledged for 2,000. Uh, Edgar's, you owe them 2,266. Okay, you own furniture, 2,900. APSA, you took a loan, you own them. 4,193, you have a car payment. Actually, this is high. I don't know, maybe let's say 10,000 uh, car payment. It must be a very expensive car. Because you wanted, wanted to impress your colleagues, right? I'm going to prove to them that you're also on the high end. And now this is what you're paying every month. Now this is, this can't be. Uh, okay, I'll see. But that's an example. It's not the real number. So it's not just an example. Now, let's say at the Spaza shop, you owe them 100 rand and you pay them 10 rand every month. You know how long it will take you to pay them off? 
10, 10 months. You are living with, I mean, now that, that's a plan that, you, you have no plan that you are talking about today. FNB, that 200 rand, you are paying 50 rand every month. It will take you the next four months. Then the family, you owe them 800. Every month you pay 70 rand. It will take you the next 11 months. So you still have a year to pay them 800 rand. The church pledge, you decided to pay 300 every month. It will take you the next seven months. Edgar's, for the 2,206, you pay them 153. It will take you the next 15 months. Okay, you are owing them 2,900, almost 3,000. And every month you are paying 150. It will take you about two years, the next 19 months. By the way, this does not include your interests. So we have not added your interests here. So that, that might even be more than this number of months that we have here. APSA, you owe them 4,100. The minimum is 300. It will take you the next 14 months or maybe 16 months. The car payment. Uh, Okay, any amount, it's just an example. Uh, it's 10,000. That's the, the car balance. Okay, that's the car balance that you have. Now you are paying them 259 every month. It will take the next 42 months. That's almost the next four years or so. The total debt that you owe is 23,320. That's what you owe right now. With this minimum payments at the end, Every month you pay about 1,292. And it will take you 122 months. It's about 10 years. If you have this kind of debt and you are paying these minimums, it will take you the next 10 years to finish off your debts. Some of you, that's where you are. And some of you have never done this in your life, where you sit down and you add all your debts, all your debts, and you see how much you are paying every month. This month, this month, 1,200 is supposed to be an extra in your, uh, in your salary. Some of you, it's more than this. I'm just giving an example here. So it will take you the next 10 years to finish off your debt. But let's say we have a plan. We talked about the snowballing plan. You have a plan that you are working on. You attended Dr. Manaz's class on finances, and now you want to change your mindset. You want to change the way you do things. You say, okay, this month I'm done with the spaza people. I'm going to pay off the 100 rand. I start with the lowest. Instead of paying the 10 rand, I pay off the 100 rand. Instead of taking the next 10 months paying them, within one month you are done. Hmm. That's exciting, right? Within 10 months you are done. Now that 10 rand that you were using, that 10 rand that you were using to pay this, uh, the spaza shop, you take that 10 rand and add it to the fifth rand, the, the FNB account. Now, instead of paying 50 rand, you have increased by 10 rand. Now you are paying 60 rand. So instead of FNB taking you four months to pay off, you have shortened the period. Now you'll pay off in three months. Now, after you finish FNB, you take that 60 rand. You add it to the global family. You're owing them 70 rand. I mean, you're, you're owing them 800 rand. So you add the 60 rand to the 70 rand. Now, instead of paying the 70 rand, you are paying 130. Wow. Instead of taking the next 11 months paying them, you'll be done in the next six months with this plan. You'll be done in the next six months. 
Now you take that 130, you add it to the 300, to the church pledge. Instead of paying the 300 every month, now you pay 470, I mean 430. Instead of taking seven months, now you take about five months. Then the 430 that you used to pay in church, you put all that 430 into the Edgar's account. You used to pay 153 every month. Then you take all that money, the 430, you add it to the 153. Guess what? Instead of paying 153, now you pay, you pay 583 every month. Instead of taking the next one, one and a half year, instead of taking 15 months, in the next four months, you'll be out of the Edgar's account. Four months only, you'll be done. Now, when you are done with Edgar's, you start to attack okay. You attack okay. That 2,900 or the 3,000, instead of paying the 150, now you take the 583, you add to the 150. Guess what? Now you are paying 733. Instead of taking the next 19 months paying okay, in the next four months you'll be done with okay. Because now you are paying more into the installment. You don't use that money that you are, you're no longer paying the, uh, the spaza shop. Instead of using that money for something else, add that money, add every cent, every extra rent that you get. Put it in your debts. Put it in your debt. Don't buy ice cream. Don't buy Nando's. You'll have enough time to buy Nando's and the ice cream once you're out of debt. You'll have more money to use it for that. But for now, you are committed to this. You are committed to paying off your debt. Let's look at Absa. We owe them 4,100. Now, we add the 733 from OK because we are done with OK. Then you add to the 300. Then you, now you're paying... 1033. And by the way, by the time you reach here, it will no longer be 4,100 because you are still paying this monthly installment. So it will be even less than this. It will even be less than what you are seeing here by the time you start paying off APSA. So instead of 14 months, it will take you four months. Actually, by that time, it may only take you two months because now you are paying more into that debt. Then when you are done, you go to your car. You are told that it will take you 42 months to pay off your car. Now, if you take all the money that you're paying Spaza Shop, you're paying FNB, you're paying Grove, you're paying the church pledge. Now you have paid off all these debts. You take all that money and you start paying off your car. In the next eight months, your car will be paid off. Actually, by this time, you'll find that maybe it's the next four months because you'll be even paying more than what you are seeing here. Instead of paying 259, now you're paying 1,200. Instead of for the two months, it take you only eight months. Look at this. Look at this at the bottom. The debts that you are owing right now, it will take you the next 10 years to pay them off. With the Manasseh plan, with a new plan, in the next three years, you'll be out of debt. You'll be owing nobody. And all the money that you earn, all your salary, will be 100% yours. Will be 100% yours. If you look at this, we do not include your mortgage. Because now what you will do at the end, when you include the mortgage, um, this is how it looks like. If you increase your house, let's say it's 500,000, that's your house. And the minimum payment, it's, it's 5,000 5, every month. 1,200, the one that you accumulated before, remember this? That's where we started from. We take that money and we add it to your house. All that money added to your house. Now you're paying extra in your house. 
They will pay extra in your house. Now you have 6,000, almost 6,300. Without the plan, it will take you 100 months to pay off. With the plan, now it's reduced to 79. Now, including your house, all these debts that you have, including your house, it will take you the next 19 years to get out of debt. But now, with our plan, in the next 10 years, you'll be out of your debt. You'll have paid off all your cars, paid off your house, paid off everything. You'll be debt-free, 100% debt-free. And that's a plan that we will be looking at. Now, in the next few, next week, I'll talk about credit cards. Now, Pastor Obro will talk about this. You may not be able to see this. Uh, I can make it bigger. But he will talk about this uh, in our next meeting, in the last meeting. We'll talk about compounding interest. You know, talk about investment. How to invest money. You may not see it now. It may not make sense. We'll talk about this later at some point. But he will talk about how to invest, how to get your money, make, how to make more money out of your money. And we have a lot of people who have been scammed, robbed money because they wanted to get rich quick. And you pay, they never pay for this. Don't join these schemes where they tell you, oh, you'll get 100% of your money. Oh, you pay today. In the next week, you will get a thousand. Oh, it looks like it's working. It's working. It's working. Don't join that, please. Please don't do that. Please, I plead with you. Please don't do that. You will lose money. Don't invest money on things that you don't understand. When somebody talks of cryptocurrency, if you do not understand, don't invest, please. Please don't put your money, your hard-end cash, your hard-end money. Don't put it in things that you do not understand. And Pastor Obro will talk about that uh, in the next two weeks or so. Now, this is your assignment for this week. Stop using your credit card. Stop borrowing money. Stop buying things in credit. Stop bleeding. That's a, that's a number one song for tonight. Stop digging the hole. Number two, write your dream list and financial vision for your family. Some of you have already done this last week and you submitted it. And thank you so much for, for submitting that. Number three, continue to use your 30-day expense diary or notebook. I don't know where you're writing your daily expenses. Continue to do that. Number four, this is new. I showed you, review or list all your debts with the amounts that are due, your monthly payments, your due dates, and if possible, even your interest rates. That will only show you how much you are, the interest rate means free money that you are giving to them. That's all that it means. You are giving them free money that you don't even owe them. And focus on paying the lowest debt first. That's where you start. Start with the lowest debt first, please. And let it snowball, let it grow, let it increase. Increase your payments on the next one after the, the lowest is fully paid. Number E, review your family spending plan. And that's what we call a budget. I don't have time for that, but uh, maybe in the next meeting or so, we'll talk about that. Calculate your income and calculate your monthly expense. How much are you spending every month? That's called a budget. You need to start doing that. How much do you receive every month and how much are you spending every month? So from there, you will design your own budget with different categories. These are the categories that uh, Mrs. Mshaba was talking about. You know, where it shows the categories of your spending. I didn't get a chance to, to do that, but that, that will help a lot. You know, you understand how you are spending your money. And the last one, 
Pray for, for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. Ask God to help you change your behavior. Money is not, it's not a meds issue. It's not a salary issue. It's not an income issue. It's a behavior issue. If you can spend within your limits, if you can only spend what you have, you no longer stress about money. You no longer stress about money. Pray that God help you as you set your goals, as you set your budget. Pray God, pray to God to help you with your self-control in spending. And God may help you to be disciplined and maintain your plan. That's how you break through from debt. That's how you break through or break free uh, from debt. It's my prayer that God will help you as we deal with this and you make it practical. Like I always say, it all depends. It all depends. Uh, some of you will get help out of this. In the next few months, you'll be out of debt. Some of you will ignore it and you continue with the current behavior and you'll still be in debt. We'll meet again next year. You'll still be, oh, I attend. <laughs> I attended that class. I know that class. Well, you know that class, but it didn't help you. You are still in debt. You are still in debt. You will only get out of debt if you start to make this practical. You start to make this practical. So let's go and do this homework. And I'm going to send you this homework to your emails that you sent me uh, when you registered. And I'm going to send it to you with the hope that uh, you will find it helpful. Uh, so, um, I'm going to give you a chance to ask any questions or to, uh, if you have any, if you have any comments, to go ahead and comment. But we have come to the end of our class for tonight. So, if you have any questions or any comments, please feel free to to share your thoughts. Or maybe before we do that, let's go ahead and pray. And those that do not want to hear the comments or whatever questions that you might have, they will be free to to leave. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight. We thank you for speaking into our hearts, speaking into our lives, and helping us to open our hearts, open our minds, to understand about finances, to understand how money works, and how to get out of debt, so we can give more, so we can become a blessing to your church. We can become a blessing to our pastors. We can become a blessing to your children. We can become a blessing to the orphans. We can become a blessing to the needy. But as we are right now, as we are bleeding, we, we cannot give. We cannot, we cannot give. We don't have anything to give. Because at the end of the month, all the money is used to save his debts. And I pray that God will open our eyes and help us to change our behavior and our understanding about money. I thank you and I bless you. I give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, once again, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And I'll give this chance to anybody who has any comment. It could be positive comment or any question or anything that you want to say. Feel free to turn your mic on and, and say it. <laughs>